Hello and welcome to the Future Work Life podcast and this series you're in for something a little bit different. It's the summer and I thought I'd put some bite-sized episodes together summarising some of the stuff that I've learned over the past couple of years since I've been recording the show. So the next 20 episodes are going to be focused on 20 short lessons taken from the many conversations I've had with some of the top business leaders and thought leaders in the world um, since October 2020 which is when this podcast launched and today's episode appropriately so has got a couple of clips from the only guest to have appeared twice my very first guest and also a guest this past february 2022 it's christopher lockhead the godfather of category design and somebody who advocates following your different and that's what this show is all about embracing being different i've got two clips from you from the conversations with christopher so let's just get straight into it what category designers do is they create demand not compete for it. They do not play a comparison game. They want everything else to be compared to them. Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx and the creator of the shapewear category, um, called her new product an invention. Now look, it would have been very easy for her not to call the category shapewear, to call it a girdle. Girdles have been around for well over a century. She could have called it a girl 2.0, right? Or, or the other one that drives me nuts right now, Ollie, is girl plus. <laughs> By the way, when you see plus at the end of a product name, what you're being told is the CEO and CMO of that company are idea bankrupt. But I digress. So she wanted to distinguish herself. She wanted to be different. She wanted all others to be compared to her, not her to be compared to others. And of course, um, she, there is demand for girdles, okay? But what she wanted to do was intersect that demand and shift it. Like imagine putting a dam in a, in a, in a stream or a river. You say, well, you thought you were going here. But what you actually want to do is go over here. Um, in the book, of course, we talk about these things called Frodo's, from twos. You move the world from the way it is to the way you want it to be. And so when she says it's shapewear and she says it's different, she calls it an invention, an innovation. She distinguishes it from what came before. And as a result, People don't compare it to the past. They view it as a breakthrough, which is how she views it and cer- certainly how she wants the world to view it. And um, she's the richest self-made billionaire uh, female entrepreneur in American history as a result. And when you start to look at what the legendary innovators did, that's what they do. They break and take new ground. They don't compete for old ground. They create demand where there wasn't before, or they intersect the current demand and they educate the market, the category, with a new and different point of view about the problem and therefore the solution. That's what a category designer does. And so what happens is you then stand alone. You then become known for a niche that you own. And if you, if you take a big step back, Ollie, you'll realize in business, in the arts, in science, uh, in, in societal change, this is exactly what happens. And so entrepreneurs, marketers, CEOs, CMOs, product inventors fall into this horrible trap of competing. 
as opposed to distinguishing themselves and creating. And that's fundamentally what category design is about. So being different matters when you're an entrepreneur, a business leader, but it also applies to the content you're creating. So for anyone out there who writes or produces podcasts online, have a listen to this lesson from Christopher as well. So if you're not writing anything different, why are you writing it in the first place? You're going to ask people to donate part of their life to your ideas. And if all you're going to do is re-swizzle a bunch of Dale Carnegie quotes and act like you're some personal marketing, branding guru moron, um, the world doesn't need another one of those. Uh, go Go on Instagram and type in personal branding and look at the list of maniacs who come up. So we don't need any of that stupid shit. So if you're going to ask people to invest their life in your work. Why would you write things that have been written before? Now, look, we all stand on the shoulders of giants. You know, we, nobody starts off original, right? The Beatles start off playing cover music, as does every band. But, and this is a very important but, there is a sum total of zero cover bands in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And yet most people in business are regurgitating garbage. We just wrote a big piece on content-free marketing. Here's a test you can do. When was the last time you consumed a corporate piece of content, whether it was from an individual, an executive, or just a company, blog, podcast, video, fill in the blank? And you said, wow. That was fucking legendary. I'm glad I did that. The answer is pretty much never. And yet that's what our industry, being the entrepreneurial, marketing, digital world that you and I live in, creates. Is 100% content-free content. It's all about, oh, we got to write some stuff for, for the top of the funnel. Right? It's all that. It's going to be garbage. Nobody's going to want to consume it. And it's not going to be a surprise when it doesn't do what you want it to do because it's content-free and meaningless. And so when you change your headset from content marketing to education, to teaching, when you change your mindset from being a uh, mercenary who's trying to make money, and look, I'm a big fan of making money, um, to a missionary who's trying to make a difference, and make money, it's a very, very big change in perspective. And people can tell. If I serve you dog shit with whipped cream on top of it, you're still going to know it's dog shit. And when people consume something that's great, that's different, that's engaging, that's provocative, that's well-researched, that has some primary research in it, um, that presents a different perspective, um, that stretches our thinking. We love that. People love to learn. You know, you, Yuval Harari, everybody wants to read everything the guy writes. Why? Because the guy writes awesome, fucking amazing shit that hasn't been quite put that way before. Mm. And so we can all be like him in our niche. 
if we have the courage to do that. And, you know, I, I sort of turn it to you personally. Do you really want to be somebody who just spews out stupidities? You really want to be another Gary VD? Right, so that was lesson one in this new series of the Future Work Life podcast. Embrace being different. I'll see you here again tomorrow.